Welcome to Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his trusted assistant, Michael Pop, as they explore the intersection of faith, movies, and our contemporary context. Welcome back to Christ, Culture, and Cinema. And how are you doing on this stormy day in Northeast Florida, Michael? Well, uh, I got to go home and uh, figure out how my uh, flagpole broke. Got to clean up. Yeah. We yeah. had a little bit of some storms this week. Well, you know what? I'm sitting there at home, and all of a sudden my phone goes bananas <laughs> yeah. with a tornado warning. I thought we were in the movie Twister for a moment oh, there. Oh. My, my local thing kept saying, please, please hit one that you got this. Please hit yes, the text. I yeah. was getting texts and phone calls, and I kept saying, I got it, I got it. And they kept calling and texting. Uh, they they were worried about it. me. They were worried about you, whoever so they, loves are, me. They, <laughs> whoever they are. The they. The <laughs> they were worried about Michael. Oh, it's funny how a tornado freaks people out around here, but a hurricane. A uh, hurricane, oh, nobody cares. cares. That's an excuse uh, to buy it. liquor liquor and snacks. And That's bread. That's what that is. Yeah. And bread Water. and eggs and yeah. all that good stuff. Yeah, you know, strange things were certainly a brew yesterday in the weather Ooh. here, which brings us to today's movie, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. That was a pretty good segue. That was pretty that good. That wasn't too bad. Thought you were going a little Bill and Ted's though there for a second. Oh, we could have done that. Well, we could have gone Bill and Ted happening, yeah. at the Circle K. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to talk today about Doctor Strange released on October 13th, 2016 in Hong Kong. Yeah. Several weeks later, it was released in the United States. But I thought it was interesting that in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I think one of the darker more peculiar superheroes, so to speak, um, has received as much of a place in the MCU as Dr. Stephen Strange and uh, this whole franchise that has been launched. Now, the budget for this movie, I got a range on the budget, which kind of surprised me. What was your range, you said? I have $165 million to $236 million. That's a wow. pretty big range. That's a big range. Yeah, the, the estimated on IMDb is 165 Yeah, so there is a range so, there. And they don't have anything about the opening overseas. They have the U.S. opening weekend right. at $85 mil. Yeah. Well, that's a pretty good opening yeah, weekend. That's pretty good. And the box office, $677.8 million. That did well. That's a pretty that good did return. Well. And, and, and the and thing it, about it is, I think a lot of it was, what is this new MCU character? Because well, again, he wasn't as hyped. He wasn't as no. big. He had to be a comic book guy. Right. And, you know, I knew Doctor Strange. Uh, this is a character I've always enjoyed. But he almost feels like he belongs in the world of uh, Kung Fu. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, you know, the one that, what was it? Tai Chi, the legend of the 10 rings, uh, kind of intersects a little bit with like a dungeons and dragons kind of world. This is kind of the it's mystical different. arts. It's not your brute strength of Hulk or Thor or the techno gadgets of Iron Man. This is a mysterious kind of superhero. Now the movie was directed by somebody new to the MCU, Scott Derrickson, Interesting choice. Very interesting choice because none of his previous movies bespeak Marvel, superhero, or the like. I mean, Hellraiser Inferno, 
The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one that, uh, you know, I did see this one, The Day the Earth Stood Still. It's the remake of the old uh, 50s classic. It was star-studded. A lot of people in it. Sure. Uh, well, you throw John Cleese in, we're going to watch it. You know, true. You know. But, but then it went back to Sinister. Yeah. Deli- deliver Us from Evil. Yeah. The Black Phone. Yeah, that's his newest one, right? The yeah. 2021. Uh, that So far. Yeah, so far. Well, we've seen... Uh, 2021 but so again but he also is producer on the snowpiercer which i've heard a lot about i haven't seen yet and what's interesting is one of the actresses in this movie is from snowpiercer right we'll get to her now did you see he also produced uh multiverse of madness which again was a dark dark mcu movie really good but again the two darkest characters you know where we had wanda who becomes the scarlet witch who is yeah and Doctor Strange. Strange. Yeah. So, you know, again, it's a... But maybe that's why they chose him. He fits the genre of the character. Yeah, it definitely uh, has uh, not not the not the evil part as far as the... the I'm going to uh-huh. surprise you, but well done. You know, the, oh, yeah. the, the imagery, the, the way they did some of those scenes. No doubt. Especially I mean, the whole time thing. It was well done. They do a great thing. This, yeah. to me, is an excellent... An, an incredibly well done movie. So let's talk about the characters. And, and we're going to try something new, Michael. We're going to try to scale this back a little bit. You know, people want us to talk oh, more boy. about the movie. You're going to try. But we love talking love about the talking actors about and actresses. We love talking about their previous work. So let's try today. Let's try. So, first, Dr. Stephen Strange, <clears throat> the star of the movie, played by Benedict Cumberbatch. I just love his name, by the way. Benedict Timothy Carlton. Yeah, and you know, London, Star Trek Into Darkness, where he played Khan. Yeah, you know that was all great role there. Big deal. Uh, By the way, Power of the Dog. I had a hard time watching that movie. Haven't seen it. It got all these great reviews, and I had a hard time working my way through it. He's in 1917, really good movie. Brexit, and here's a good one. He's Sherlock Holmes in a television series of Sherlock Holmes. Okay, and we all make mistakes. What? Zoolander 2. <laughs> oh, yeah. gosh. Well, you're trying to make a buck. I love Zoolander, and Zoolander 2 is just awful. And he is the voice of Smog in The Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies. I did see he was mm. in that. That's pretty cool. That's yeah. pretty cool. What you got? Anything uh, else? Well, the the Miratarian, the oh, one that yeah. was, uh, I saw that in the theater because yeah. I thought it looked so good. Now, it's... It's very much a, a lawyer movie. Yeah, you for know, sure. It's a historical, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, really hard to watch, but he's very good in it. Yeah. And he, of course, he plays that same character. Yeah, he plays that character. He's That's who he is. Now, playing Mordo is Chuidal Ijafar. And we know him because we've he had him on well. a few things. Uh, the Martian, mm-hmm. uh, American Gangster, 12 Years a Slave, 2012, Maleficent, The Mistress of Darkness. And, and you ready for this? You're going to see a trend now. He's a voice in Sherlock Gnomes. Sherlock Gnomes. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Watson. Yeah, there you go. Don't, don't forget with the voice, uh, Scar. Oh, Scar. The Lion King. Yeah. yeah. Oh, great, great part. voice. Um, let's go on to the next one. Dr. Christine Palmer. This is Dr. Strange's girlfriend, the strange girlfriend, back girlfriend, uh, played by Rachel McAdams. I had no idea. She's in The Notebook. Oh, yeah. Mean and, Girls. And, uh, Game Night, which we've talked about. That's a fun movie. It's a hilarious movie. Uh, the Family Stone. And you ready for this? Uh, you're going to go Sherlock? Yeah, she's in Sherlock <laughs> Holmes with... 
Robert Downey Robert Jr. Downey. Yeah, yeah. A little bit ahead of time. We're three for three on the Sherlock so, genre. Did you see the new movie, uh, uh, are you God? Are are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Oh yeah, yeah she plays a part in that. So yeah. I, I haven't seen that yet. But no, it's me old, either. Oldie but a goodie book. Yeah, that's good. Curious how that'll go. Uh, let's go on to the next character. Did, Wa- we, did we do Aloha on Christ Culture and Cinema? Or did we just no, talk we have about not. It? We've okay. talked about I thought it. Maybe uh, we had another Christ Culture no, Cinema one. Nope, nope. Now playing gotcha. Wong, and Wong has become just one of these. He's he cooked. shows up everywhere. Character now in the MCU, mm-hmm. played by I love this. Benedict Wong. <laughs> of course. You can't make that up. Yeah. Now, he's been in things like Annihilation and, oh, by the way, The Martian, Martian where he performed with Chuita Lejafar. Um, he is in She-Hulk. That's how you go on there. Attorney at Law. Now, what's mm-hmm. so funny is that it really was terrible. I watched it because I'm in, but there he is. He's a primary character in She-Hulk. I mean, go figure that one out. Uh, he's in Top Boy, Prey, Marco Polo. Did, did you notice he's Wong in all of these? Yes. And in, what is it called, uh, Raya and the Last Dragon? He's Tong. <laughs> uh, and then the thunder echoes in the background. I was like, I could hear that in my headphones. That's what happens when you Some when you change mics. a consonant from Wong to Tong. To Tong. <laughs> Wow. Now playing Cue the Thunder. Now playing Cassilius is Mods Mickelson. I love this guy's career. I start I'm like, he's so familiar and he plays this very dark character in Doctor Strange. He does. Okay, guess what? He's played Hannibal Lecter in the series uh The Hunt, Another Round. He's in the upcoming Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I'm not sure that's a good thing. I keep hearing bad things. I don't care. It's going to be good. Jared's, my son, has already bought his tickets for that. He's in. He liked, you know what? He also liked the previous one, too, the uh, Crystal Skull. They're fun. People lighten up. They're just fun (laughs) movies. Be entertained. Nobody is expecting this. Time out. This is time for an editorial. By Dr. Jeffrey Scrubbing. For the love of our Lord in heaven, some movies are just there to entertain. Indiana Jones <laughs> and the entire series are there to entertain. And do you know why everybody's upset? Because they're dumb. No. No. <laughs> no. Because it still has the same thing to do with Disney and the oh, same woman oh, getting her nose into the other people's oh. You know, they filmed like these different endings. Yeah. And she went in and changed it yeah. and took away the Indiana Jones yeah. nostalgia and made yeah. it about the woman. And yeah. Sorry, uh, Kathleen Kennedy cannot help herself. She's killing Star Wars. She's killing Indiana Jones. Harrison Ford must hate her. Oh, I'm telling you. I think Harrison Ford. I heard Ford. he was not happy with what she, the way she changed the ending. But oh. Anyway. Anyway, we haven't got to it. But back to Mads Mikkelsen. He's also in Rogue One, a Star Wars story, where he plays Galen Erso. I just always love in Rogue One, a Star Wars story, it's Galen Erso. He is the man who designed the Death Star. Yes. That's pretty big stuff. And, of course, he's in The Three Musketeers. And throw it at me. Fantastic Beast, The Secrets of Dumbledore. What a great career. Yeah. Tell me he hasn't been in cool stuff. He's been in cool He's stuff. He's just been He's in good. cool stuff. Now, playing the ancient one is Tilda Swinton. She was the uh, the Yoda. Oh, we love Tilda. Yeah. You know why we love Tilda? Why now, we love Tilda? She's in Snowpiercer. Right. But now, let's start putting things together. Michael Clayton. Uh-huh. She's in Sus- uh, Suspiria. Uh-huh. 
Uncut Gems. Oh, that movie I made you watch. You Great did. movie. Isle of Dogs, which we're going to do in next season, just so you know. Sure. Isle of Dogs is coming. She's in one of our little uh, favorites, Hail Caesar. <laughs> Great movie. We love that. Go back and listen to that uh, podcast, folks. That was a fun one. She is in the Grand Budapest Hotel. Great movie. Oh, another one, Moonrise Kingdom. And, of course, she plays the White Witch in The Chronicles of Narnia. She's got a great career. You, you forgot about an important one. Oh, throw it at me. Train wreck. Train wreck. Nice. Huh. How, how can you not? Uh, yeah, beautiful. this is true. Well, I'm always, I mean, you got to have a comedy in there. You got to leave a little meat on the bone for you. Bill you know? Hader. You got to love it. Oh, that's a great one. Now, playing Jonathan Panghorn is uh, the the ever to be known Benjamin Bratt, who is from Law and Order. I mean, come yep. on, he played opposite of Lenny on Law and Order forever. But he also played the ex-husband on Modern Family. Uh, so big television there. But personally, my favorite role he has ever done, Demolition Man. <laughs> I should have saw that coming. It is such a great movie. We're doing Demolition Man. Uh, Ernesto. From oh, Coco. from Coco. He is in Coco, yeah. which we have done here on Christ Culture done. and Cinema. He's in Traffic. And I think one of his, good one. One, really one of his great comedic roles, Miss Congeniality. Definitely. He is brilliant in that movie. He, he is. Yeah. Now, playing... Uh, Ride Along 2. Oh, I forgot about Ride Along 2. That's a good one, too. Now, the only three others I have are, are the zealots who are in pursuit of Doctor Strange, uh, along with Cassilius. And I love their titles, Brunette Zealot, Tall Zealot, and Blonde Zealot. Now, playing the sure. Brunette Zealot is Zara uh, Fithian. And again, these are all like kung fu movies. Uh, yeah, Outlawed, lying. Dragon Kingdom, The Fight Room, Knights of the Damned, Morgan, Tribal, Get Out Alive. Yeah, I think I know why she, we know why she's there. Yeah. And how about the Tall Zealot is Allah Safi. Now, get ready for this one. He's in the mummy, the uh, the, the the bad choice uh, by our flyboy, uh, the Maverick. You know, not yeah. a great. But he also he's, had some crossover. Yeah, but throw it at me, Moratorium. Yeah, also in the Chosen, the television. That's true. Uh, he's, You've seen that. I have to see oh, that. Oh, it's yet. so Simon good. the Zealot. Huh? Yeah, he's Simon the Zealot. There, he's uh, and he's good. Um, oh, I miss this too. Yeah, which one? Oh, and of course, he's in Indiana Jones and the, the Dial, Dial of, of Destiny. Destiny. Of course, he is. And he's also in Death on the Nile. Right. A really good movie. And it's then finally playing the blonde zealot is Katrina Durden. And again, these are movies that are kind of the kung fu genre. So she's in uh, kung, uh, kung Fu Darby, uh, Kick-Ass 2, The Takedown, Shadow and Bone, Strike Back. I mean, she's in a lot of these. These, these zealots are perfectly typecast, so to speak, in this, uh, to be the kind of kung fu masters going up against the incomparable Doctor Strange. Let's get into the movie a Let's little bit. Let's do here. this. Let's talk about hey, this do we, movie. Do we have to mention Stan Lee's in here? Stan Lee, <laughs> until he died, and I'm surprised they haven't like made a mannequin of him and propped it up in the uh, future little, movies. Uh, Bernie. Yeah, what was he in this one? I think he was the bus driver uh, yeah. or a guy on the so. bus, something driver, like that. Yeah. yeah, he's in every one. He's in all of them. It's really kind of sad. He's Stan. <laughs> well, he was Stan. He was Stan. Now he is in... Bus and, Passenger. 
Oh, but he I knew he was to drive the bus. He I knew he was on the bus in some capacity. Let's so. talk about Doctor Strange. Yes, yeah, the Doctor Strange, Doctor Stephen Strange, the a br- brilliant, beyond compare, gifted surgeon uh, with an ego bigger than his head and relationships can bear. Uh, that's how the movie opens up. He's a terrible boyfriend. He's uh, even a bigger jerk as a doctor, but he's brilliant and the best there is. That's what Dr. Stephen Strange is. He's good. And that is, of course, until he gets into a awful car accident that destroys his hands as a surgeon. Not good. It's not good at not all. Not good at all. Not good at all. Until, of course, they come a-calling for Dr. Strange to become part of the Hermitage. Uh, and the Hermitage are these... Call them what they are. They're kind of these uh, interplanar wizards that guard the universe and have the time stone in their possession, which is critically important in the world of the MCU. Because as we know from uh, the Avengers uh, Infinity War and Endgame, the stones are the things that have the power. And this time stone allows the Hermitage, and most notably the Ancient One, to jump between time. Exactly. From here to there to everywhere, from place to place by, you know, it's kind of a cool thing. They wear this, it almost looks like brass knuckles, you know, and as they do their little hand motions, these portals open up. And, uh, you know, as they bring Stephen Strange into the Hermitage and try to train him, the biggest thing they have to break down is his ego. it, it was interesting at the start. He went there trying to find out how this guy was able to rehab his hands, right? Mm-hmm. It's all about his hands. Him, him, him. He needed to get his hands fixed. How right. did you do it? He went to a guy who was able to, you know, was told he couldn't. Right. Nerve damage, whatever. Right. going to fix it. Right. They didn't like him at first. No. She kicked him out. She, yeah. She, she sent him to the alley. Yeah, kicked him out on yeah. the street. Wasn't good because, again, it was all about him. him. Yeah. He didn't care about anybody or anything else just himself but once he's able to overcome that burden overcome that burden he has to become teachable which is also a problem because his arrogance and his intelligence won't let him absorb that which is beyond the known stop and think about that for a moment beyond what would be known by science so everything the hermitage brings to him is not science. It goes beyond science. It's time stone. It's trans. It's portals from place to place. It's interstellar bad guys. None of it makes any sense by science. And where does that leave Stephen Strange? Struggling to learn. Uh, you know, and I'm going to interject at this point. You know, we've talked about this before, but at the end of the day, what Stephen Strange amplifies he doesn't just represent but he amplifies this to the world is this notion of original sin in our augsburg confession it says our churches teach that since the fall of adam romans 5 12 all who are naturally born are born with sin psalm 51 verse 5 that is without the fear of god without trusting god and with the inclination to sin called concupiscence Concupiscence is a disease and original vice that is truly sin. 
It damns and brings eternal death in those who are not born anew through baptism and the Holy Spirit, John 3, verse 5. And I would tell you that's what Stephen Strange is stricken with. Uh, He is the most arrogant, self-absorbed, I am the center of my universe person. And it's only when the ancient one is able to thoroughly and unequivocally break him down that he's finally able to be teached, to be teachable, to receive new knowledge. I was going to say taught, but I know you're smarter than me, so I don't dare correct you. No, taught's the right word. (laughs) Taught is the right word, but I was going to teachable. To teachable, absolutely. And And we know how important that is. Oh, and how many people do we know that are like, Stephen Strange. Too many. I mean, you know, I, good heavens, I'm, I am a very overeducated individual. I of that, agree there, with that you Of are. that there is no doubt. And there are moments where the hardest thing in the world is to be taught something new that doesn't fit neatly into your previous catalog of teaching. It, it takes time. Think about it. The more we work together, the more you are willing to listen to your... SMP pastor, because well, I had approved to you. There are certain things I actually had some ideas about. That's right. But when you first start and you don't know somebody, you don't know where their background is, you don't know where they're coming from, it, it is. It's one of those where, let's face it, we're, that's business. That's you right. build relationships and people you trust, and it takes time. I mean, when, and I'm thinking back, when he's learning how to open these portals, and he's struggling because it makes no sense, right? It's right. just not registering. So <laughs> till they force him to figure it out. So the, the uh, ancient one opens mountain. a portal, <laughs> and all of a sudden they're standing on the side of Mount Everest. And then she jumps through and closes the portal. And they're like, Wong, I love it. Wong's like, um, I think he's going to freeze to death out there. And she says, he'll figure it out. And it's when the pressure Sink or swim. where he has to trust, he has to let go, he has to get beyond his own head knowledge and re- really embrace something beyond the known, that mm-hmm. he's able to open the portal and he comes stumbling back in. Now, what's really funny about the movie is then once the, um, you know, once the bad guys, so to speak, show up on the scene, which is Cassilius and the Zealots, uh, all of a sudden Stephen Strange... Uh, becomes much more lucid in his learning. He becomes more competent in the in mastering the arts of the hermitage. And all of a sudden, he's able to open these portals. All of a sudden, he's able to fight these battles. He starts to have greater understanding. His mind is being expanded, expanded and that's because of his personal brilliance. So he becomes... Uh, you know, a voracious reader of all of these things in the Hermitage libraries. He's able to kind of multi-personality and read multiple books at the same time. I don't think you have that problem, do you, Michael? Not a problem at all. No, I'd rather watch multiple movies at the same time. That, uh, well, you know, I think as, as people of Christ, culture, and cinema, we could do that. Could we should. We? Yeah. we have that skill. Uh, but the point is, he becomes... Uh, like a sponge absorbing all of this knowledge. And and as the movie moves towards a crescendo, towards a climax, where they're attacking these various hermitages around the world. Now we're in Hong Kong. You know, that's why they open in Hong Kong. And right. a good portion of the climactic moments of this movie end in Hong Kong. And it's Stephen Stone, uh, I mean, Stephen Strange, who takes the time stone. Mm-hmm. And is able to continually dial things backwards. 
now it's, it's a huge power we see i mean this was the first of many i mean now right. they're the different uh what am i trying to say the different infinity stones yeah well um oh my goodness timelines portals oh yes uh, right different storylines right they there's so many different ones of how people have come back right gamora um, right there's this was the first yeah this kind of uh started everything and, and you know it really did it kind of bent your mind because this was not your normal superpower we're waiting no. for like thor to throw his hammer mm. hulk to smash captain america to deflect with the shield or or battle all of a sudden we have this guy who can turn time backwards and as he confronts the great evil out there in the you know out there in the you know, above the earth that's going to destroy everything he puts it into a never-ending loop, uh, which is insane. A never-ending loop of time where he keeps coming back. The guy kills him, and all of a sudden he's back. And he goes, he goes, I can do this forever. Oh, yeah. And the, all of a sudden the villain realizes he's trapped he's in this never-ending loop. because Never go forward, be, never go back. Because Stephen Strange was able to use his intelligence to put other people first beyond, besides himself. Uh, I have to take a time out. You're going to take a time out. You did all this beautiful acoustical work in our studio. I we know. have all these great soundboards, but we did not soundproof outside our studio. Or the or the roof. Or the roof. Yeah, this is or rain. Storms. Hold, I'm, I'm listening to this, and again, in yeah. my headphones, and I pull my headphones off, I'm like, man, it's pouring out there. Yeah, it's deafening outside. Well, it's crazy. Sorry, folks, but uh, you know what? This the is, extra noise. But I'm telling you, maybe this is adding a little bit of ambient effect. Oh. Because, you know, this movie is kind of dark, just like it is outside right now with the lightning, the thunder, and the downpouring rain. Uh, but back to this movie with, with Doctor Strange. It's only when he's able to put other people ahead of himself. It's only when he begins to see that he is a, a piece of a much bigger puzzle. That he's able to recognize his selfishness. His self-absorbed world. And, and all of a sudden embrace you know, who he has been uniquely equipped to be. And that is... You know, replacing the ancient one. He's the guy. And it's a rocket ship ride. He goes from a guy with broken hands at the beginning of the movie to, in essence, being now the guy who's taking the place of the ancient one. Right. And that's incredible when you stop and think about him using his gifts, his skills, his abilities, his talents to bless others, to care for others, to put others before himself. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think this is a fabulous movie. I enjoy this movie. It was underrated. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was underrated. And, and part of it's because people were looking for, like you said, the, yeah. the big boom. And it, this was a, a slow burn. It was two hours was actually not long enough to flesh out no. all the parts of this movie. And what's funny is when we go to its sequel, which is, you know, Doctor Strange and the multiverse with the Scarlet Witch, Wanda, uh, you know, that's another great movie that it's dark. But I think when we really deal with issues of the heart and soul, of, of who we are selfishly, how we... And, you know, in that movie, we talk about mourning mm -hmm. and, you know, how it can trigger bad things as well as good things. Uh, I like the Doctor Strange arc in the MCU. I think it opens up some very deep conversation pieces 
that like Hulk does not open up. No, it it just doesn't. You're absolutely right. You know, or even Thor. You know, and we like. You know, we're the few that really liked Thor, uh, Love and Thunder, and Ragnarok. Uh, there's humor there. There's not a lot of humor in Doctor Strange. No, not at all. I think there's a lot of I see things in my own life that I need to potentially address, which brings us to our question of the day. You know, when you when you reflect on your life, where are you being selfish at the moment? Where huh. are you not putting somebody else ahead of you? Where you're not where you're putting some other where are you not putting others ahead of your own selfish interests or personal gains and how are you going to address that how are you going to live differently be differently be better now having said that why don't you consider leaving a rating a review or best of all share our little podcast with others Uh, our audience continues to grow because people like you are generous in sharing it and don't forget the book Christ, Culture, and Cinema, How Faith and Films Intersect. This is a a great way to dig a little deeper uh, than what we do here on the podcast and maybe challenge you to open your mind a little bit to uh, how you view movies and see movies differently. Now, having said that, got two more episodes before we have our summer hiatus. Oh, boy. uh, Summer hiatus and a new way of doing our podcast. Well, we'll get to that later on but today we want to just talk about so you know recently i was on an airplane for 15 and 16 hours going to and from south africa uh which means i got to watch a lot of movies on the plane michael a whole lot of movies yes you did and one of the movies that really touched me uh really kind of struck a chord in my heart and by the way was recommended to us by one of our listeners who lives in lovely alaska little tom hanks movie we haven't done a tom hanks movie in a while but i think this one is worthy of a christ culture and cinema deep dive and that is bachelor party (laughs) sorry with all that set up (laughs) all that set up i'm sorry which one is it you're talking about next time no we're not going to do bachelor party (laughs) That is such a dumb Joe movie. versus a volcano. Oh, golly. You're really going down Splash. a dark road. Really? Sorry. I'm really? Sorry. Which one do you want to do? We're going to do his most, one of his more recent movies, and I think this is a movie of the heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, really is a good movie. Get ready. It's, it's, it's going to hit you hard. I'm going to watch it. You ready? A Man Called Otto. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies. Thank you for joining us for Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his assistant, Michael Pop. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies.